What's up everybody? Zach the Car Guy here with MZ Car Guys. Uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, at MZ Car Guys, uh, Twitter at MZ Car Guys, uh, face, uh, YouTube at MZ Car Guys, and you can find our podcast uh, primarily at anchor.fm slash MZ Car Guys. So <clears throat> today's going to be a little bit different than uh, what we normally do. I'm flying solo because uh, Matt was uh, on vacation and uh, just kind of wanted to uh, do kind of a of a an origin story for Zach the car guy and kind of how we ended up here uh, with uh, you guys listening to us ramble on uh, so a uh, brief history on me um, I was uh, born in Georgia uh, lived there till I was about the age of seven. Uh, then our family moved to uh, Central Florida, where I lived there till I was 23. Got married, um, back to Northern Georgia for about a year. Lived in Huntsville, Alabama, for eight years, and then uh, moved to the uh, Bay Area. And I've been in the Bay Area for uh, about seven, eight years now. <clears throat> uh, my background um, was uh, for 10 years. I was in automotive parts. Uh, sales. Um, I worked with uh, retail companies, uh, both uh, a place called Discount Auto Parts, and then AutoZone, and then uh, Nap Auto Parts. And then I worked at a dealership for about three years. Uh, we had some high-end car lines, uh, Land Rover, Jaguar, Volvo, uh, Suzu, General Motors, Porsche, and BMW. Uh, so pretty familiar with those marquees. Uh, as far as like the inner workings of them and uh, like the parts and stuff and and uh, kind of interesting uh, you know having to with uh, with uh, BMW and uh, Porsche uh, most of the uh, colors that you were having to look at were still in German um, and uh, also uh, the the even stranger thing was kind of a uh, dealing uh, especially with uh, Jaguar was dealing with uh, British uh, or uh, Queen's English versus American English. Uh, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, you were trying to find a fender, but it's not called a fender. It's called a wing. <laughs> uh, you know, people are, you know, also kind of used to boot and bonnet, you know, sort of hood and, you know, a trunk. Because, uh, uh, anyways, uh so I got to kind of know the, the inner workings of the automobile uh, while I was at AutoZone. Uh, one, of the, one of the good things that the company does uh, for its employees is that there was a, at least when I was there, they had a lot of uh, trainings. Um, so I got a lot of uh, intricate trainings uh, from uh, different vendors and stuff on, say, like uh, <coughs> uh, air conditioning systems or rotating electrical or you know, just uh, engine rebuilds and stuff like that. So I so I got a real engineering almost kind of uh, look into uh, the inner workings of uh, different systems within the automobile. Got to learn chassis and brake and um, uh, kind of sort of learn transmission. Um, I, I've tried to learn transmission and I know that there's going to be somebody out there who's like, ah, oh, Zach, you know, the transmissions are super easy. I, I still think that they're witchcraft. 
uh, especially, you know, I mean, I can't wrap my head around a, you know, a Turbo 400, you know, let alone, you know, some of these new ZF9 speeds or, you know, Honda's crazy 10 speed or, you know, whatever, mind you, it's just, you know, or uh, Toyota's new, uh, uh, and Matt can go more into this, Toyota's new uh, transmission where it has a geared first gear, but then a CVT for the rest of the gears. I don't know. <clears throat> it's it's all witchcraft to me. So, uh, sorry, just taking a drink. Um, but uh, but I I got to learn the the inner workings of the automobile. So I started to gain a real appreciation for how they worked, <clears throat> and uh, and and the the mechanical marvels that uh, that they were, um, and or or are and that uh it got me kind of interested into um you know because it, it was you know especially where i worked at uh, the dealership and um you know i had some downtime and stuff and i would be able to 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 co go into you know um like uh say bmw bmw at that time uh when i was there with them that was in uh, 2006 2007 and uh, they had just transitioned over to having uh, their uh, their inline sixes um, turbocharged, and so I was able to see what they were then, you know, at that moment, and then kind of work backwards, you know, what were they in the in the early two thousands, what were they in the, you know, in the late nineties and the early nineties, and just kind of working backwards, and uh, and and that started to get me interested in the history of the automobile so i really started delving into the history of the automobile um <clears throat> i uh i have a real appreciation for um you know a, a lot of people look at uh jay leno as well one uh, fantastic comedian super hilarious guy um and uh you know, watch some of his, uh, you know, some of his stand-up and stuff like that. Never see them live. I do. Uh, that is kind of on my bucket list is uh, is, is to see him live in in uh, in, in person and stuff. <clears throat> um, and 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 also, you know, a lot of people know, you know, through Jay Leno's Garage, you know, just how how much of a car guy he is. Um, but but you can almost you can almost call him a a, a historian with. The amount of knowledge that he has of the history of the automobiles, and the the, the characters that um, were were around at you know the the, the the turn of the century, you know, and um, and also into you know the 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 1920s and 30s and 40s, uh, you know, and then and later on and stuff like that, and and it was through it was through watching him. And, uh, and, and his, you know, just kind of telling him about all these stuff, you know, like, like W.O. Bentley and, um, and Ransom Oles, uh, you know, William Durant, uh, for better or for worse, uh, Henry Ford, uh, uh, Andre, Andre Citroen, I th yeah, I believe his name is Andre Citroen, um, you know, just different characters and stuff like that. And so that got me kind of interested in, you know, what was this? Where did this all come from, and stuff like that? And I got to learn about 
um, you know, some very important people like uh, Bertha Benz, the wife of Carl Benz, uh, the guy who uh, patented, uh, you know, had the first patent for uh, the the automobile with his uh, patent wagon, 1886. And, uh, you know, and, and it was through all of that um, and, and just kind of going with that and stuff and learning about all of that that I really got into you know, the, the, the history of cars and the internal workings of cars and stuff like that. But I, I'd have to say probably the most influential person in my life uh, when it came to my love of cars uh, has to be my father. Um, he is, when, when, I was, uh, when I was young, uh, we had a, a 72 Super Beetle. It was yellow. Um, and then this was up in uh, just north. We were living north of Atlanta at the time. And uh, <clears throat> we were driving. We, we would drive around. And my dad would point out taillights of cars. Now, mind you, this is in the early 80s. Um, but he would, he would pull out the, uh, the, he would point out the, the taillights of cars. And he would be able to name what that car was. And nine times out of ten, there was a story that went along with it, of that particular car, of this particular person, and he. So, it, it was through that that I started to develop this understanding of, 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 of a personal emotional connection to automobiles, and 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 how they could be that. Um, Growing up in uh, Central Florida, mainly, and also that's kind of where I, I was. I was a teenager. Um, it, it was a very interesting kind of uh, kind of area because, you know, in in Central Florida, it's this kind of crossover between you know like Northern Florida, which is, um, you know, still like deep South and stuff, and and then you have, you know, Southern Florida, which is definitely uh, a much more uh, Latin Caribbean influenced. Uh, kind of area and then you've got this kind of this little like, like amalgamation <laughs> um, or not amalgamation anyways it, you know this this blending of, uh, of cultures into central Florida um, so you would end up with you know growing up um, you know as a teenager in the in the early 90s um, <clears throat> it, it was interesting because some of my friends were into, you know, like low riders and uh, big bass music and stuff like this. Uh, you know who you are, Mike. Um, but then I had, you know, the friends of mine that were just into, you know, just good old trucks and stuff like that. Like my friend Chris, you know, that was just, you know, off-roading. And, uh, you know, Chris and I had a couple of adventures uh, off-roading and stuff. And, uh, and, uh, in, in, in his, uh, in his, uh, his dad's, uh, Ford, uh, Ranger and, uh, getting stuck a couple of times and stuff. Sorry, Mr. Kelly. Uh, anyways, but, um, but it was, uh, it was, it was kind of interesting growing up in that, um, you know, and, and, uh, and my, I didn't grow up in a, in a very wealthy family. You know, we just, you know, we always had these, uh, these disposable automobiles, my, uh, my very first car, um, that I had, that I drove, uh, that my parents gave to me, 
Um, and the reason why I make that distinction was is because we had a, uh, a 77 Chevy Nova uh, that my dad was, or sorry, it's uh, 77? No, 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 a, uh, I think a 67 uh, Chevy Nova that my dad was going to give me. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the uh, uh, inline six cylinder and it didn't work and there was just problems with it and stuff like that. My dad got rid of it before I actually started driving. Um, so the, so the first car that I ever had that, that I had for myself to be able to use on a consistent basis was a 1983, uh, Ford, uh, Escort, which, uh, was a very interesting car <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it was a four door, uh, which most escorts were two doors. Uh, it was a hatchback, uh, but the latch was broken. So the uh, every time you kind of hit a bump too hard, uh, the hatch would open and then slam down on itself. Uh, it had a, a crack in the head. Um, so it only ran on three cylinders completely. Uh, one of the cylinders was just kind of this weird sometimes it had compression sometimes it didn't have compression and so uh the car would overheat all the time uh i i i constantly just uh i kept uh two liter bottles filled with water because i knew it would just go through water and stuff like that i didn't even bother with coolant there was no reason to waste money on that uh so uh so through using that uh of course we went through um uh, several uh, water pumps. I became very good at replacing the uh, the, the water pump on a uh, 83 Ford Escort. Uh, I could probably still do it to this day with my eyes closed. Uh, the other thing I got very good at was uh, the uh, the ignition control module, uh, which at that time, because uh, I think they later moved them over to the uh, they later moved over to the firewall. Uh, but at this time, it was right underneath the throttle body. And it was right on top of the engine. And when the engine got hot, it would just cook that poor little ignition control module. And uh, <clears throat> and so, interesting car. Uh, it was white uh, with some rust in it. Uh, and it had baby blue vinyl interior. Um, and I learned the trick early on that um, when you're driving and it starts to overheat, uh, you flip it to vent. And you flip it to all the way hot, and uh, I, all I had was this little idiot light on. So when the so when the check engine light would come on, I knew that it was overheating, and I'd flip it to vent, and I'd flip it to uh, hot, and I'd flip the fan on high, and uh, and it would kind of blow all the heat off and stuff like that. And uh, so uh, on uh, on dates, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a real uh, uh, lady pleaser. You know, it's 90 degrees at you know, eight o'clock at night in the summer in Florida, and it's about, you know, 80% humidity, and here I am flipping on the heat so I can get the car to continue to run. Um, I also, uh, I ended up, uh, I ended up, uh, to this day, I still drive uh, an automatic with uh, two feet, uh, because that's how I learned how to drive, is, is I had to keep my foot on the, my left foot on the brake, and uh, then uh, feather the, 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 the right foot, uh, feather the throttle, so that it wouldn't stall at lights 
and so that I could make it <laughs> through the intersection uh, without the car stalling and stuff. Um, uh, my next car after that was a uh, 78 Chevy Impala. It was brown. I uh, love that thing. 305, uh, v, uh, 305 cubic inch V8. Uh, you know, just, I mean, you know, for in reality, you know, a very asthmatic, you know, this is at the, <clears throat> at the height of uh, the, uh, the, the just asthmatic, you know, V8s from, you know, General Motors, you know, because they were still trying to figure out all of the emission stuff and it had a smog pump, which I ripped out of there and had AIR pipes and stuff like that, that I think, you know, we got, you know, other manifolds to put on and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it still had that Rochester, you know, two barrel, uh, uh, two barrel, not quite a throttle body fuel injection. It wasn't that, but it had, you know, electric metering valves and, and everything. It was just, this is kind of weird little thing and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I went from this, you know, Ford Escort with a cracked head to this, you know, monstrous, you know, just, uh, you know, V8 and stuff in this car that weighed like 5 billion pounds and it had a bench seat across the front and a bench seat across the back and I could take, you know, anybody and everybody and, you know, it, it, the, the, the trunk space was so huge that, you know, if you... If it was in New York, you could have charged, you know, $1,500, you know, to, for somebody to live in, you know, it's just, it's just a gigantic car and stuff like that. And that was also, I was in the, uh, the Boy Scouts for years and stuff, you know, for all my teenagers, I was in the Boy Scouts and, uh, my, my, my buddy Sam and I, we went all over in that, you know, in that Impala and, uh, you know, um, just, uh really really awesome car and stuff and just just you know made out of just just pure you know just american metal and stuff uh my next car was a uh my dad um had uh what used to be my my oldest sister's uh was a uh, an 86 mazda b2000 it was the, my, my first uh, stick shift car it was a stick shift it was black and uh, so this was my first truck, uh, actually my first and only truck uh, to date. And uh, so I, uh, you know, I, I got to learn how to drive stick in that. It's kind of an interesting story. Uh, when my dad was still driving and I had the Impala still, uh, he uh, he kept trying to teach me how to drive stick shift, and I just couldn't quite get it in my head and stuff. And and uh, when I when I got my driver's license, you know, um, one of the things was is that because this is when. Uh, your your driver's ed was actually a uh, you could actually take this as a class in high school. So I had driver's ed in high school, uh, and part of the uh, part of what we had to do was is is one of your one of your tests, um, what you had to take in the stick shift. So we had we had several different cars and stuff like that that were given to us as, and uh, one of them was a was a stick shift. Uh, I think it was a Mitsubishi of some kind, like a Mitsubishi, uh, oh, probably a Mitsubishi Galant, something like that. I just remember just it being a stick shift and not really caring. I, I didn't really understand cars at that point. Um, you know, I mean, I grew up with, you know, Knight Rider and, you know, Dukes of Hazards and stuff like that. So I had that part of it, but I didn't really know cars at that time. Um, so, uh, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I think I did, uh, I, I think I did like, my uh 
my my three point churn I think is what is what I did in the stick shift, you know, and uh, and stuff. So, but I didn't I didn't really understand stick shift and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, trying to get more used to it and everything. Uh, so my dad one day just kind of said, "Hey, here's uh here's the keys to my truck. I'll take the keys to your Impala, and uh, you know we're gonna switch it." for a week and if you want to get somewhere you got to learn how to drive stick shift it was kind of like throwing your kid in the deep end of the pool kind of a thing uh so so uh i learned how to drive stick shift you know i, I my, my my first job was little caesar's pizza at that time and i worked on the inside i didn't deliver food but i worked on the inside and so i was like yeah sure okay so i got to learn how to drive stick shift um and uh then later on that truck actually became mine um, and then I don't know what happened to the Impala, um, but, uh, you know, and then, um, I went to, uh, Boise, Idaho for two years. And, uh, then after, uh, Boise, Idaho, I was, I went on a mission for my church. That's just where I went. My, my wonderful wife in Boise, Idaho, or close nearby, it's Caldwell. Um, and, uh, then I got back and, uh, really briefly I had, a uh, 77 Ford Thunderbird, uh, which was an absolute piece of junk. Uh, it was so rusted out. It had rust absolutely everywhere. You know, it, it was, <clears throat> you know, it, oh, it was just such a piece of junk. Um, this this poor thing had just been so rusted out. Um, like I, I I went on a date with a girl and she went to go put on her seatbelt and the anchor point at the roof popped out and she's like we'll take my car <laughs> i was like yeah i kind of see that um but then i got um i think the only car that i have personally named uh, i've had a couple other cars that my, my kids have named but this was by far my my favorite car and i loved it so much and it was the first car that i ever bought with my own money um and this was a 1985 IROC Z Camaro, 305 throttle body or a tune port fuel injection, which is I, I still to this day is is one of the best looking uh, you know fuel injection systems of all time. If you just open it up and look at a at a at a, at a tune port injection, it just looks so cool. It just does. It looks. It looks you know, it was it was a definitely a product of the '80s because you just kind of looked at it, and uh, it just looks so cool. So uh, so yeah, and and that's actually the car that I had uh, when I got married, um, and so that uh, that had kind of a little bit of a tragic story. Uh, we were driving, you know, it was uh, I think the first Thanksgiving after we got married, and I was. Drive. We were driving back from. We had. Uh, we were driving from Marietta, Georgia, my parents' house in Central Florida, and we were driving. We get, went down there for Thanksgiving, and then we were driving back because I had to be at work like the next day or whatever. You know, back in my early twenties when I could still do that. Not today. Um, but I was driving back, and a deer came out and kind of ran into the side of the the front corner of of it and took out the fender and the bumper and the hood and. Uh, you know, the car ran still, but you know, it just, you know, the, that stuff and I didn't have the money to fix it. And so I ended up 
selling it for like 700 bucks to somebody and they wanted to have it as a project kind of thing and so that kind of tore my heart up but uh later on we had you know went through several different cars and uh you know now i drive a uh, uh had a you know a uh, couple cars and stuff so to get kind of uh how i met matt and how we kind of started this whole you know mz car guys thing um so i um we i you know currently still there uh at a uh, at a honda dealership in uh, in the bay area where i sell cars and uh matt uh came to work there also and uh it was it was interesting one, one of the things that that people kind of get a little bit wrong or, or this this misconception is that um car salesmen are car guys um and it's actually very very much not the truth um the vast majority i'd probably say upper 90 percent um of uh of of car salesmen are not car people they just uh they they don't really care about the cars or anything like that or you know so so it's it's a very it's a very odd thing you know when you kind of find a car salesman who is into cars uh so matt had um you know i i I kind of grew up with this love of cars and was very much into, you know, the, the idea of cars. And I had gone through all of, you know, you know, being, you know, you know, in car in, uh, in auto parts for 10 years and in stuff. And then, you know, I've been in, you know, I started off in my, in my car selling career, selling uh, high end used cars. And then I went to Mini Cooper for three months and then I was, you know, selling Hondas. And, uh, and so, you know, finding Matt, you know, and, and or being introduced to Matt and, you know, our personalities kind of clicked and stuff. And, uh, he was kind of a new convert to, uh, to, to car culture and stuff. Uh, and, and his thing was he really liked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, his thing was not necessarily older cars, uh, although he could, you know, he, he could respect, uh, you know, uh, some of some of the older uh, European stuff. Um, but as far as like muscle cars and stuff like that, he still doesn't quite, you know, get the whole part of that. Uh, even though his uh, his affinity for uh, Dodge Challengers is is uh, is 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 borderline stalking. Um, but, uh, he, uh, you know, we just, we would be able to discuss cars on, you know, such a basic level. Uh, I think we, uh, when, when Honda had announced that, uh, cause at that time the Odyssey was available, uh, in a six speed automatic transmission, um, you know, from the uh, base model LX all the way up to the EX. And then they had, uh, they had adopted, uh, you know, the, the, the ZF nine speed, you know, for their touring in the elite. And they had just announced that, uh, that they were going to be making a 10 speed automatic transmission that they, that that was a design all their own. And, uh, Matt and I were having a discussion just after they released the specs of it, uh, how interesting it was that they, uh, that, 
instead of adding another overdrive that they were adding an underdrive and how this would affect you know the, the characteristic of the car uh, relative to the to the, to the ZF9 speed and stuff like that and I remember our general sales manager walked by and, and overheard us talking about this and he said uh, you're not discussing this with customers are you and we're like oh no 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 not even close this would this is a conversation way above and beyond you know what a what what customers would would want to hear about and stuff like that, but that was just you know some of the conversations that Matt and I had, and um, and and this affinity for cars it kind of led to now Matt says that it's my fault and I say that it's Matt's fault, um, and and that is uh, how the uh, the EV Fit road trip uh, kind of came about. Um, so at the time um, I had. Uh, I had started driving uh, this uh, this Fit EV, which was uh, it was it was only available in uh, I believe it was California, Oregon, and I think New York. Um, and you could get these uh, these 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 Fits that they had converted to be electric cars. Uh, so the floor I think was raised up about three to four inches. Uh, you know, from the underneath the driver's seat all the way back, uh, they couldn't do the magic seats uh, with the uh, with the back seats folding down. Only the backs could fold down. Um, but it was um, it was kind of interesting because uh, the uh, the range on it was uh, it only had a, up to a level two charging capability. Uh, it took about three to three and a half to four hours to completely charge the car from dead. And, uh, and it could go about 60 miles, maybe 70 miles, um, you know, on, on just driving and stuff. Uh, so Matt and I had talked about the fact that, you know, because both of us are married with two kids and stuff. And we just, you know, doing things as guys just d didn't work out because Matt has very young kids um, and, and I have two girls and stuff. And so... Uh, and so, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, hey, you know, let, let's 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 do like a guy trip, you know, kind of a thing. And it started with that. And then, you know, he said, well, we'll have to take my car. I said, well, you know, we can take my car. And he's like, well, you you can only go like 60 miles. And I said, well, yeah, I can only go 60 miles in like one direction. I said, but, you know, if we could just, you know, like if we wanted to, we could just kind of like go. And he's like, well, you know, you know, well, could we get to Yosemite? You know, you know, coming from the Bay Area, can we get can we get to Yosemite? And we kind of took a look at it. And no, you know, I, I went on to, uh, to ChargePoint's website, uh, which is uh, the largest manufacturer in the United States, at least, of uh, of uh, public charging stations. And so I, I got on Charge, uh, you know, ChargePoint's website, took a look, couldn't make it out to uh, you know the Yosemite Valley, and then he said, "Well, could we get to L.A.?" And I took a look and I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, you know, I kind of mapped it out and stuff and you could get from, uh, from LA or from the San Francisco Bay area down to LA, uh, just, uh, kind of going from, you know, just daisy chaining, you know, you know, charging station to charging station to charging station to charging station. So that's how it began was kind of like that. And then it morphed into, well, you know, let's, you know, what, what are we going to do while we're waiting for the cars to charge? And, uh, and that was like, well, that's, that's very interesting. You know, I'm, maybe other people have questions, the same thing. So we took a look at it and 
you know, we, we kind of, you know, that, that got me researching, you know, okay, what is there to see? And I love history. And, uh, you know, and so the, the, you know, growing up in the South, I didn't know too much about, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the missions and, and stuff like that, you know, growing up, you know, learning about, you know, uh, California, it's basically just like, you know, Hey, they had these missions, didn't really talk about it much. And then all of a sudden the real history of California started at the, you know, during the gold rush and that was it. Uh, so, you know, the whole, uh, you know, seven years war and stuff like that. And then, you know, the, the mission system and the Franciscan monks and, you know, the, and, and so I, I, I didn't know anything about, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Camino Real, you know, the El Camino Real, I, I didn't know anything about it. And so, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was, it was nice to learn about this stuff. And then, and that became, um, you know, well, you know, we should really, you know, this would be really kind of cool to, uh, you know, to put out there on, on YouTube kind of a thing. And we were going to film it with our phones and we tried making a couple of videos and stuff like that using our phones. And we still kind of, we still do make, you know, our videos primarily with our phones, you know, and, um, you know, but neither one of us, you know, have, you know, a filming background or anything like that. And so... Uh, he had a buddy of his uh, who had recently just kind of gone through a change in his life and uh, his name was Scott and he's like hey Scott would you like to uh, you know because Scott could do filming and stuff um, you know not too experienced with it uh, Scott's primary background is in uh, sound and you know putting equipment together and stuff uh, which is what his primary job is and, uh, you know, but Scott, you know, kind of borrowed some stuff and kind of we put, so we did this really kind of just gorilla kind of a thing where we filmed it all. Um, and, uh, you know, we interviewed, you know, a couple of mayors and stuff like this. And this has been a few years ago and we're, we're, we're going to be, uh, kind of doing the, uh, the post-production of it to put it into, uh, just like a web series, uh, to put out on, you know, like YouTube and stuff and then, uh, try to build something else but from that from uh you know from matt and i doing films you know you know doing videoing of of, of together and stuff like that and then uh, you know the whole trip down and back and uh you know we we kind of had to put it together and we thought to ourselves you know geez you know what we you know what what are we going to call this you know you know this 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 team this team up you know kind of a thing this little uh this little thing together and uh and and i'd always thought that you know matt and zach you know kind of kind of went together you know the 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 you know the 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 alliteration uh, i think i'm saying that wrong anyways matt would he's got the english degree i don't uh so he would correct me on that <clears throat> but it's just kind of uh it just kind of worked. I mean, I've, I've always been kind of, you know, Zach, the car guy, um, you know, it's, uh, and so just having it, Matt and Zach car guys, MZ car guys, um, it just kind of flowed together. And, uh, you know, the Instagram was available. The, the, the Gmail was available. Uh, the, the, the Twitter was available. Just MZ car guys. 
um, you know, the YouTube channel was available and stuff. So that's kind of just how we became uh, MZ Car Guys. Um, and we're really hoping to be able to, you know, to, 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 to do a lot with it in the future. It's been a very fun thing for us um, to, uh, to do that. And, you know, we'd love to, like I drive a, a, a Clarity Electric now. Um, that has level three charging capability and we're hoping to put together uh, either in 2019 or 2020 a, uh, a little trip uh, from uh, you know Sacramento to, uh, to Portland and back and uh, you know filming the whole thing maybe doing a little bit of a, uh, of a better job and stuff like that you know kind of putting it all together and stuff so that's uh, that in a nutshell is just kind of uh, is kind of me uh, Zach the car guy uh, with MZ Car Guys, uh, my history, my my love of cars, my love of the history of cars and the engineering that goes behind cars, um, and uh, how I met Matt and how we became uh, really close buddies, and uh, you know, and just kind of created this uh, this crazy thing with MZ Car Guys and uh, how you're weirdly enough uh, listening to me on a podcast. As I sit here uh, in my house at, you know, 11 o'clock at night uh, recording this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so this is Zach with uh, MZ Car Guys. Um, you can, uh, once again, find us on a bunch of different social medias at MZ Car Guys. Uh, hit us up at uh, on Gmail, uh, mzcarguys at gmail.com uh, with, uh, you know, any ideas. Or if you just want to stop and say hello, we'd love to, uh, you know, just... Uh, you know, interact with you and stuff like that. Uh, I know at uh, anchor.fm slash mzcarguys, uh, if you're listening to us on that, or if you can kind of follow that little link um, on over, uh, you can uh, send us messages or, or thumbs up or thumbs down or whatever like that, or if you like it or if you don't like it or whatever. Uh, we would love to interact with you guys. Um, I, I think it would be really kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, Zach with MZ Car Guys. Vroom, vroom, everybody. <laughs>